Welcome to Valkyrie Garage, celebrating female strength. Yes, I am so excited for the new Charlie's Angels movie coming out in November. I just saw the preview and today's guest is kind of if a Charlie's Angel came to life and was hanging out with you. So Deb Arana is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She also owns a uh, Jiu-Jitsu studio where she teaches it. She's a pole dance and aerial performer and instructor, and she's also a bow hunter. And by the way, did I mention she's 58, she's a grandmother, and she's killing physique goals like nobody's business. Uh, she is a Charlie's Angel come to life in patent stripper stilettos, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you guys. Deb, tell us, who are you? Sum up your mission. Like, your tagline is empowering women through jujitsu and pole. So, who are you? What's your mission? And tell us what this is all about, jujitsu and pole. Yeah, so my name is Deb Arana. I've been teaching movement for as long as I can remember, um, at least since I was about 18 years old. And I've tried to do other things, um, fashion-related, like, design and merchandising and um, photo styling and all that because it's super fun and creative and interesting. But I've always been called back to movement and instructing and helping people. And um, that truly is my calling, helping people. And more specifically now, especially this time in my life, um, more specifically women feel comfortable and confident and healthy in their bodies. So that can be done really through anything. And my modalities of choice happen to be pole dancing, Pilates, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I've been doing for going on 20 years now. Wow. Okay. So how does it look like to bring those polarities together? Because jiu-jitsu and pole are like pretty far apart on the spectrum. Um, You would kind of think so. I mean, when it comes right down to it and we're down on the ground and we're rolling around they're really similar and they're really interchangeable at least in my mind um and i've been trying to think about um how i exist as a woman in both of those places you know and i find that at least for me personally i am who i am i'm kind of a girly boy or a boy girl you know however you want to put it um So for me, making those two, you know, interchanges makes perfect sense. You know, one speaks to my my sort of rougher side, um, that being, you know, full contact sport of jujitsu. And the other one speaks to my more um, sexy side. Um, I think both within those, for at least me personally, there's a certain a sense of femininity or, or being feminine or womanly in both of those equally. Yeah. Have you encountered resistance to people who don't understand how you approach pole? Um, in particular, I'm thinking about women, but, and who think pole dance is a form of like male subjugation of women. And like, how do you refute that? Or how do you respond to that? Yeah, of course. Um, well, I always invite women to come and do my class so they can kind of see what it isn't, what it is not. 
And it is not um, a form of performing for anybody. You know, we do kind of, I mean, I, I can teach those kind of workshops where burlesque or whatever, when we're actually on stage and we're actually performing for a group, but this is definitely more internal and more about um, allowing your body to move and, and fully be embodied and feeling the feelings that you're having and not running away from those feelings. And the pole is just kind of like this titillating figurehead. You know, it kind of gets people in the war in the door. It's fun. It's freaking fun. You know, it's like playing on the monkey bars in the schoolyard. And the other end of the spectrum is, you know, you can kind of use it to help you stand up too, right? <laughs> um, so um, there are those women who do come in and they feel like they want to do this and Um, my phone didn't turn off now, did it? Yeah, it turned off. You just said women who want to come in and learn, and then I lost you for a little bit. Okay, I'm back. And now um, you just came back. Yeah, the timer just, I, I just noticed that. I'm so glad I saw that. Um, so women do want to come in maybe initially, and they want to learn, and I'm not discrediting the fact that they possibly want to dance for their man. They're, that's totally fine. Who wouldn't want to share that part of yourself with your, you know, whoever you're intimate with. Mm -hmm. um, but they realize pretty quickly that it's more for themselves. I, I do believe and I do see that whoever is near them is benefiting from these women playing within that realm. You know, yeah. a lot of times if you don't have a, a place to... I mean, I'm going to, I can get a little bit deeper about what goes on in the studio. Um, the studio is such a safe space to be able to play in that sexy embodied type of dance without um, people watching and judging and without any expectations more, more fully, I think is the, the biggest thing, you know, they're, they're, dancing in you know provocative clothing or even not maybe they're dancing in sweats and a sweatshirt but in a way that's very sensual and very embodied embodied and very compelling to watch and very beautiful and sensual um and yet it's it's very safe it's purely just for themselves mm. yeah it's a so it's a powerful thing yeah yep or I wouldn't still be doing this, you know, 16 years later. Teaching pole for 16 years now. That's incredible. Yeah. So how did you initially start your journey with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? How'd you get into it? Um, well, I knew some guys from a gym that were doing jujitsu that were doing jujitsu and I kind of found out about it and I had, I had dabbled a little bit in karate and Aikido um, and wasn't really drawn to those, but um, like certain aspects of them. And so these guys were, you know, we we're talking about um, the fact that I had gotten robbed at gunpoint <laughs> and 
they suggested that I come and learn a few techniques for self-defense. Although, um, I don't know if anything would have changed, you know, still if I'm getting yeah. robbed by a gun, you can have all the pennies in my ashtray because truly that's all I had to give me. Uh, oh. So you can still have all the pennies in my ashtray. If you have a gun, you kind of win. Um, and luckily, you know, it didn't go any further than him taking a ring from me and then just telling me to get the hell out of there. But it definitely, you know, it's a very vulnerable vulnerable feeling although it yeah. really wasn't a violent encounter physically um so I was talking to these guys and they're like hey you know we we do jujitsu in our friend's garage I'm like yeah I don't know what that is but I'll go check it out um and these guys were pretty knowledgeable um they weren't you know ranked they didn't have uh belts they were uh grappling they're more like the wrestling it's called um no gi so we're not wearing gis i don't know if you know what that is of course you do who am i talking to well but not everybody does so I, it's like, good. Is, you know, it looks like the pajamas so we're just wearing like um sweats and t-shirts and the aspect that i loved was that that first day i learned a few techniques and i was instantly allowed to spar to grapple and it really spoke to me because i'm i'm a physical person i um i loved the rough aspect of it um so from there from there i I think i trained with those guys for about a year and kind of you know learned all that i could in that tiny space and it was fun and did a couple of competitions and then wanted to know more and ended up going to Half Gracie in San Francisco, which, uh, yeah, totally rocked my world and stayed there for about seven years. And, um, there were a few women there, as you know, um, not a lot. Um, nowadays there are a lot more women that train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and you can even find a lot of gyms that host, women only on the mat, um, which I think is really great for women who are perhaps a little more gentler of spirit and they're mm-hmm. you know, quite intimidated by the prospect of rolling around with a sweaty dude on the mat. <laughs> now it's a little more, it's a, an easier transition. It's easier uh, first date on the mat yeah. when it's all women. Um, and a lot of times they do take the step and they will train with guys. And, you know, there's, once you're in it, you realize there's nothing strange about it. You know, we're here for the sport. It's very clear, defined what we're doing. Um, and I think as far as if we're talking about self-defense, I think, Jiu-Jitsu is one of the best things you can know because it's a grappling technique. And if a woman, more often than not, if she's going to get assaulted, heaven forbid that should ever happen, um, she's more than likely going to be very up close to her assailant. Uh Um, And the very least Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu will do and the practice of it, the very least it will do is allow you to maintain your wits about you while somebody is in your personal space. 
Yeah. So that you can be thoughtful and, you know, make a lot of space between you and your assailant and get away. Wow. So where are you now in your uh, jujitsu journey? Uh, you're you're extremely accomplished. I mean, in that in the intervening years since you left, yeah, uh, well, I mean, the garage. I haven't competed um, since I was a blue belt a million years ago, and mostly that's because when I did go to compete, there weren't women in my division. Um, and so now, for me, I don't even I don't compete. Um, a lot of women like to. Um, for me, it's my it's a life practice. Um, I'm six years into my black belt, so I've been doing it for 20 years, so I'll be getting a second. They give you a stripe every three years as a black belt. Um, oh. Yeah, a cool aspect of this, you know, I, I teach and a lot of a lot of people teach, but um, a cool aspect of this is that they call you professor after you <gasps> two years of black belt, so I, I have to you know, admit that I do dig being called Professor Deborah. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. So how do you see, now that you're teaching especially, how do you see the practice of jujitsu change women over time as they take it on? Um, gosh. Well, physically they become stronger. Um, they become more mobile just because of, you know, we're on the ground and we're moving around. And especially in my class, um, I do a lot of stretching and hip mobility and core work. Um, they're, I don't want to use the word wimpy, but they're maybe not as wimpy. Um, when I have, <laughs> You know, when I'm like, yeah, so grab that gi and they just go boom and they bring their hand in there. They're not as tentative uh, yeah. to perhaps, you know, they, so that, I guess that speaks to their confidence level. Wow. And there's some women that have come in and I'm thinking, oh, I'm only going to see her a couple of times, you know, and then suddenly she buys a gi and suddenly she's there every week. And she's super jacked about it and she's keeping notes and she's telling me she's dreaming about it. And then she's showing up for the guys class and it's like, wow, wow. lady. Um, so I, I would, I would think um, first and foremost, it's a, a physical um, and then mental with confidence. Wow. What about that journey for women? What kind of like transitions do you see or transformations do you see women make in your pole classes? Mm. Um, yeah, that's a little bit different. I still think that it has to do with confidence. Um, but um, so specifically in my pole class classes, it's all women and it's a community of sisters and women are letting their guard down and allowing their vulnerability to show through. And they're finding this camaraderie with women that may, they may not have had before. So that in turn builds on their side of the studio. You know, maybe they're, they're not trash talking that woman who's wearing too much makeup in their opinion, 
or a sexy dress, maybe they're going, wow, she looks really great. Look at her. Woo. You know what I mean? So um, I see that happening a little bit more because some of these women come in and they go, you know, I never had relationships with women the way that I have in here. And that's, wow. that's pretty amazing. Um, and we also play around with uh, the wordless conversation. Um, we have a lap dance chair mm-hmm. in the room and we use that as, um, you know, a little, uh, a metaphor. So it's, it's challenging sometimes to be standing in front of somebody, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio with your chin up, with your eyes open, you know, standing up tall and having a conversation, looking somebody in the eye. And by practicing, um, you know, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, dancing specifically for one person in that lap dance chair, maybe not even necessarily crawling all over them, Uh just being brave enough to dance for somebody works on your, um, again, confidence outside of the studio. Wow. Yeah. So how do you think if, you know, a woman is a little nervous to get started, whether it's in pole or jujitsu, like what's a good way to get her toe in the water and just try it out? You know, I think sometimes if you can bring a friend, you know, uh, providing that friend is supportive and providing that friend is not a friend who um, influences you in bad ways. You know, if you've got that one friend going, oh, this is horrible, or deep down you're inside going, oh, I kind of like it, but I don't want to make her think I'm weird. You know, don't bring that friend. Um, but if you need a, if you need a buddy, um, bring a buddy. Um, otherwise, uh, all you know, at my studio, for example, and there's lots of other studios that have introductory classes where you don't have to make the full-on commitment. Um, and maybe that first school you go to is not the place where you want to be. Go try a few places. Luckily, most big cities have plenty of jujitsu schools, plenty of pole dance studios, um, you know, to choose from. Um, not all pole studios are created equal. Um, yep. Not all pole studios have the sensual movements. I mean, the sensual movement classes. A lot of pole studios are specifically geared towards the gymnastics and the tricks of pole, which is fun. I think there's a really smart, small percentage of people who are able to do that or who even want to do that, mm-hmm. but it's still fun. Um, and the style that we teach specifically at the Alt Feminine is sensual movement you know, using that as a um, very healing style of movement. And same yeah. holds true for jiu-jitsu. There's lots of places where let them do a whole week for free to try out their teachers. Um, I, don't, I don't think you necessarily have to have a woman instructor in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of men who are fabulous. Just check it out. 
So talk a little bit about your latest passion, which is bow hunting. Oh my gosh. Tell me more. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. So did, I used to shoot a bow a long time ago, long before I met my husband. Um, and then before we got together, we've been together now six years, I think. Um, married for four of those. Um, before we got together, I had already started my hunter safety course, which to be a hunter in California, you need a hunter license. So you take a, it's part online and then part in the classroom. And it's mostly geared around gun hunting, rifle and shotgun. Um, but you still need to have a hunter safety course and get a license. Um, so I had started all that and then found out that he was a hunter and he was a bow hunter. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a match made in heaven. Um, so then everything just started falling into place. He was super stoked that I was into it. I was stoked that he was into it. You know, it, it combines camping in the outdoors and um, getting to, uh, you know, you pitting yourself against nature and bringing home the bacon, literally. Wow. Yeah. Although I haven't shot a wild pig yet. In California, wild pigs are a huge nuisance. So um, pig hunting is pretty prevalent, at least in Northern California. I think Central to California, too. If you kill one, will you call me? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> you want some? Wild I totally want in on that. Uh, wild meat is it's pretty amazing. Um, it's a lot of work from beginning to end. You know, we start with practicing shooting our bows because when you make your shot, you want to make sure you're doing a beautiful shot that's going to end the animal's life quickly. Mm. So you can't be a flake. You know, you have to put in the work and, um, and then just also know your limitations. You know, some I've been I've been on a few hunts where I've been pretty close to pigs and even pulled my bow back and just went, you know, I'm not going to take this shot because it's it's with it's beyond my range or behind a tree. And I don't want to be that person. Um, but it's pretty amazing being in the forest and tracking. And um, there's also study that happens before that, depending on what you're hunting, you know, learning the animals um, behaviors because they all kind of have their own thing, deer and antelope and elk. Pigs are pretty much pigs. They pretty much do whatever they want to do. <laughs> They're crazy. And it's pigs are kind of terrifying when you're out there too, because they could be dangerous. You know, the thread that I recognize between all three of these practices that we're talking about with pole, jujitsu, and bow hunting is like the uh, developing confidence in your intuition, whether that's the woman being able to boldly like reach for the inside collar of the gi, or it's developing confidence in the, like you said, the wordless conversation in the lap dance chair, or it's knowing like, no, I'm not going for this shot. Yeah. Yeah, well, they all push your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, and they all require a certain level of focus and commitment. Yeah. So how is that 
developed and like evolved over your life and how old are you now I'm 58 um I feel like I've um been working growing younger (laughs) yeah maybe um, I, I, that might be because, um, at the same time, I'm this age, my daughter's also 31 and she's got a really great man and, you know, she's pretty solid in her life. So I feel like I can like let loose a little bit, you know, being a mom is a huge responsibility. Even as your kid gets old enough to move out of the house, you're still kind of like, you know, connected to them and worried about them. So, um, yeah, I feel that way too. And my, my mom is definitely up there in years and she leads the way in trying new things, meeting new people, staying active. So, um, I have a pretty darn good teacher in her. So how are you getting like more vibrant, more energetic, more like hotter? You're seriously hotter every year. Like more interesting and then more intuitive and connected and confident and, um, you know, trusting in yourself. Like how are you developing this more and more every year as you're getting older? Um, I think for, uh, myself, um, my interests are my interests and I'm always, you know, chest deep in study in all of the stuff that I love to do. Um, But another thing that I'm really mindful of is my nutrition and my sleep and um, knowing when to say no to, you know, anything that's going to, that I don't want to do. Yeah. (laughs) socially or work related. Um, I try, I, I'm, I'm learning to work smarter, not harder. Um, and find a, a little sense of balance, but I definitely, uh, I'm not as reckless with my eating habits or my sleeping habits anymore. It's It's mainly to fuel my desires to continue. I mean, my work is, is play. I mean, people come to my classes to play pretty much. And I've like pinched myself going, this is my job. This is great. It's also my passion. Um, you know, that totally gives me the energy uh, to continue doing what I'm doing. When I see people growing and making changes um, like my, my Pilates clients, I have a couple, for example, um, that, you know, I, I'm, I don't talk a ton about nutrition. I don't talk a ton about odd diets. You know, I'm more about the long-term lifestyle. Um, and I see them making changes and their bodies are changing and their skin is changing and they're happier you know, and they're more bubbly and vibrant. Um, and that definitely fuels my fire to yeah. keep going and to like jump out of bed every morning and 
go do what I do. Ooh, I want some of that. So what are the, what, what are kind of the cornerstone habits or like the essential lifestyle fundamentals that you try to get people to pick up? Um, slow down on the sugar, (laughs) slow down on the alcohol, um, get plenty of sleep, tons of H2O, and then, um, for me lately, you know, being older, I'm incorporating a little bit more in terms of supplements. Mm-hmm. I have, I have collagen every morning. I'm taking extra calcium and vitamin D. Um, I feed my husband and I eat some of them too. Um, these really amazing greens that are, you know, high potency, you know, cause he's, he runs around like a madman. Yeah. I don't think any of this stuff on its own is a magical pill that's going to do any certain thing for you, but having any, um, having a little extra is a leg up. Yeah. Sure, especially if you can find some consistency with all that stuff, you know, every once in a while, you're going to have a cupcake and you're going to have cocktail um you know move your body get on the floor 10 minutes a day if you can't come and see me if you can't do something I love people to get on the floor and roll around a little bit tuck your knees into your chest stretch out your whole body you know get your hips moving all your shoulders around sometimes that all that's all it takes if you're achy in your back and your hips are achy or your muscles are achy or your foot hurts your foot probably hurts because your hamstrings are super tight. You know what I mean? Move your body, get some blood flow. Yes. Um, Yeah. I love that. Move your, yeah. And those are so easy. Those are easy things to do. I have another, I have a woman um, who's in her mid eighties that comes and sees me once a week for Pilates. Um, Once a week. She's doing it once a week and she can hold her knees up now without having to use her hands to hold her knees up. That's a huge, huge. And this woman is very sedentary and has never had an active life. That's insane. And that's once a week. Wow. Yeah. I know. So um, how do you, how do you get people to drink more water? I'm just asking that for purely selfish reasons because I cannot find a way to get myself interested in drinking water. I know I need to, but it just seems like so Um, boring. I just can't like find the thing. Yeah. So how do you do that? You can put a little something, something in it. Okay. Cucumber, if you like cucumber flavor. I, there's times where I'm like, ooh, yum, water. And then there's times where I'm like, ugh, water. Um, I don't drink cold water. I drink, I like room temperature water. Um, I start my day with about 12 ounces. Wow. You start with 12 ounces? Yeah. I chug down a 12 ounce glass of water before I have coffee or anything. And then I'm already ahead of the game. That is what I need to do. Yeah. And then you just keep going. Yeah, I have my, you know, my metal water bottle and I try and finish that off. Yeah. And it holds about um, 
Uh, it's one of the big ones. Yeah. Carry it around. I notice the difference. If I don't, I'll get headaches. Um, I also, uh, yeah, I can feel when I'm dehydrated. So it is boring. Yes, but I need to get into it. I know. And then I, so I'll go to the store and I'm like, Ooh, look at that water bottle. So I buy a new water bottle thinking that that's going to inspire me to like drink more. And then I'm like, ah, shit. Now I just have this new water bottle that's still kind of full. But it's still water in there. So I know. I know. Well, there's some, um, there's some little like, uh, almost little tablets like little liquid supplements that you can give a little squeeze to it. Some of them have vitamin B or vitamin C. So you're like, Ooh, and I'm getting, I'm getting a little more something, something in there. And it adds a little taste. Yeah. I need to, I need to start putting a little something, something in there. Yeah. If that's what it's going to take, then just do it. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about how you, Celebrate your feminine and your masculine in partnership with your fabulous husband. And how did you find a partner who, um, you know, could kind of take your polarities? <laughs> um, match. Awesome. But we, it's fun. We, we had known each other for quite a few years. Like we had on the periphery of friends. So I had known him, um, and then, yeah, he, we were friends on Facebook and he, he messaged me on this there saying, Hey, um, you just came up as a match for me. We're like 80% compatible. And I'm like, 80%, that doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> but I was, uh, I was in this moment on t- in time where I was, I was saying that I was on a dating palooza. And I was just going for it because I'm like, I want a cool dude. Um, You know, all my friends have dudes. Sure, I'm fine being single. Take care of myself. Do all the fun things. Have dates. You know, guy friends, blah, blah, blah. But I want someone cool that I could, you know, do fun, other fun things with. Um, Like bow hunting. Like bow hunting. And I went on a lot of crappy dates you know, I can add them to that book that people write about shitty dates. So anyway, yeah, so that's how we got together. And um, I cooked dinner for him on our first date. And I never left his house after that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he's super cool. His dad is super nice. And that's, you know, that's huge when they're, you like their family. Yes. Know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, so that's how we met. And um, he is pretty easygoing. He's pretty darn good at the husband thing, where I can be a little bit prickly sometimes. And you know, he'll he'll just kind of softly just give me my space. Not that he's a pushover, because yeah. pushovers don't really work with me either um but uh we're we're a really good match so um he is also quite the caretaker which is challenging for a 
I, I want to do it myself kind of gal. Yeah. Um, so it allows me to soften um, and it allows me to be cared for in a super easy, easy way. And in turn, you know, I hope that I care for him in the way that he likes it, you know, and um, our, our roles are pretty t- traditional around the house. You know, I, I make the dinners, I do the grocery shopping and clean inside and he takes the garbage out and fixes my car. You know, that seems pretty traditional to me. Totally. Yeah. So um, that's the way I like it. And uh, that's the way he likes it. Um, that's so beautiful. It's really, it is a, it, it's great. Um, and there's so many ways to be a woman, right? Yes. And I think, I think a woman has so many more uh, choices, you know, yeah hard tough chick and soft flower girl well that brings me to another question i have for you because you talk about this this concept of an erotic nature so talk a little bit about like what is an erotic nature how do you find out what your erotic nature is and then like what's Um, what's kind of your current mood? Who's your erotic nature these days? I think it's, um, I think it's your authentic self. You know, when you have that chance to let your guard down, what is your authentic self? You know, I might have to put on this uh, tough girl persona outside, you know, walking through the world. Um, But when I get, when I, come home and I get to be with my man or, you know, anyone else who's with whomever it is they're with. Um, I get to be a little softer, you know? So even though you love to dance barefoot sometimes, um, are there particular costumes or like favorite gear that you have in your dance kit? I have these badass shoes right now that are red. six inch stiletto platforms and then they have ankle straps Mm. Um, yeah they're pretty gorgeous are they patent or oh yeah 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 Yeah. okay yeah 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 um and i'm not a big costume girl Uh um i usually like to wear just tons of layers you know starting from usually I'll wear a dress and then maybe even other leggings. I like to, I like to peel off layers. That feels good to me. I like to be busy getting tangled and peeling off layer after layer. It's like a, like a fun little gift wrapping situation. Yes. But those shoes are from, I think those are pleasers. Is that um, online? Yeah. Okay. Please look that up. Pretty much my favorite. 
nowadays you can, oh my gosh, I could go crazy with shoes, but I don't. Yeah. Because I wear them, you know, so rarely. I still have my gold ones that I love and some boots. Um, but we have a black light in the studio. So there's some really cool black light reactive ones. Ooh. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about for jujitsu? Do you have like a favorite rash guard or like, you know, secret um, <laughs> things like Tiger Bomb that you always have with you? Or what are your what are your tips? I think the um, the only consistent thing I have, I have like all different geese. Oh. I mean, like I'm all over the map because I'm still trying to find that perfect one. So being a taller girl, um, an A0 fits me, but then it's super short. Wow. Especially if somebody in your house accidentally throws it in the dryer. Um, <laughs> I like I like senso geese these days. Um, you know, I have a, a bazillion of them. But um, one thing that I love is my new uh, mouth guard. So these mouth guards, they're called Sisu. They're S-I-S-U. And when you get them, they're like, they almost seem like a hard plastic biscuit. So it's flat and thin. So that when you, um, you put it in the hot water and you mold it to your teeth and you can talk and you can drink water while you're wearing it. So it's, mo it's purely just for like chipping your teeth. It's not for um, like if you're going to get hit. It's not a concussion. Okay mouth guard but these are these are like the cool mouth guards to have and they come in all different colors Ooh, what color do you have um i have a red one a white one and a purple one i love it you how do you one? how do you not get cauliflower ears by the way um my the inside of my ears are a little bit uh denser uh -huh. i think tend to have um, more pliable ears so they don't really get it. Hmm. Um, the trick to it is to, if you get stuck in a really bad situation, tap. Don't grind your head to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, it doesn't happen to me so much now because I know a little bit more but that tends to happen at the beginning. But then, you know, occasionally you'll accidentally get elbowed or kneed in the ear and that could, you know, that could do it too. Okay. And then there are ways, supposedly, if you get your ear drained and then they have these magnet things that will apply pressure. Huh. It. Um, but then you can always just grow your hair long, you know. If you, <laughs> there's so many... You know, when you've been doing jujitsu as long as I have, it's like cauliflower ear is just kind of a rite of passage. And it's like, yeah, look at you. Yeah. You got cauliflower ear. <laughs> that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as somebody who has shepherded like hundreds, if not thousands of women into bring their erotic nature, um, what are songs that consistently you see help women have breakthroughs? Angel by Massive Attack. Uh -huh. There's something about that dark beat 
that helps to like hold you down to the ground and ground you, uh-huh. which is great. Um, feeling good by anybody, pretty yep. much of that is great. So if someone, this is my last question for you. Um, if someone wants to find you, work with you, do a retreat with you, take a class with you, um, how do they, how, how can we find you? Um, go to my website. That is my name, debarana.com. And there are backlinks to everything. And you can also just email me from there. You can contact me through there and I can, um, you know, put you in touch with the right people or give you the information, um, to our, the alt feminine stuff. Hey, am I going to see you on Sunday? Yes, I can't wait. So there you have it. Empowering women through jujitsu and pole. I love how Deb not only holds the space for us to find our power, but she also just shows very tactically how to do it just in the way she lives her life. So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. See you soon. Do you like what we're doing in the Valkyrie Garage? Help us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating, take a screenshot, and post it on the gram. Tag us at Valkyrie Garage so we can say hi. Stay strong!